You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We are the Unpack Podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation on Twitter at the Unpack Pod on Instagram for no reason at the Unpack Pod on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Unpack Pod. Like, subscribe, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts like the person who said best Kyler Fackrell takes in podcasting. That's an oldie but a goodie, a classic five star Prob- <laughs> review. Probably the only. Kyler Fackrell takes in the podcast. <laughs> that might that might be true. There was a time. Best and worst yeah. Kyler Fackrell takes. All of them. The whole spectrum. We got them. Uh, I'm Zach Rapport at Zach Rapport on Twitter. Uh, that voice you hear chugging some, I believe it's seltzer. It's Ben Foldy. How are you, man? Doing okay. Busy. Yeah. We're, we're squeezing one in here. Was that seltzer? Vaccinated. So like- Vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I'm doing. <laughs> Busy, vaccinated. Immunized. He has been immunized. Also joined by Alex Patakis. How are you, man? Doing well. Also vaccinated. I have three more shots than Aaron Rodgers. Wow. I'm uh, boosted. Weird. Let's go. Oh, boosted. <laughs> Guys, we are so immunized. Um, well, let's just <laughs> get right into it. Um all right, everybody, the, the Tuesday time slot for our shows is tough because um, we often release a show only to have breaking news, render the show immediately irrelevant. I joke about it on our Twitter account as like the law of of podcasting. And that's what happened last week, of course, um, with the whole Aaron Rodgers gets COVID and then says a bunch of unfortunate things into a microphone thing. You know that thing that happened. So we're gonna do things. Let's not let's not, wait. Let's not beat around the bush and call them unfortunate, because <laughs> like I feel like there's been a, there's been a real outbreak of passive language, including in in Mr. Rogers's apology today. That is that is totally fair. Um, I just I just want to want to preface before we get there um, to let every know that everyone know that we're gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers in the first half of the show. We're just gonna do it a little bit differently because we want to get our. Our, our takes off. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. We're going to talk about vaccines. If that's not your jam. Find the ad break and listen on from there because um, in the second half, we'll do note nugs. We will talk Green Bay and um, Kansas City. And of course, Jordan Love, because we, we got to talk about Jordan Love. But um, yeah, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say that we don't have to rehash the whole timeline of events. We're all up to speed on everything that happened in the past week. And I guess I'll just open up the floor and um, I'll give it back to to you, Ben. We're, we're talking about passive language. Well, I guess, I mean, I, I think today's today we're lucky in that Rogers made some news today by going back to the scene of the crime on the Pat McAfee show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and gave what I, I only saw the first couple live tweets about it. Um, I should probably uh, look again, but I mean... 
his apology for out and out lying to the press and using weasel words, et cetera, et cetera. Um, real pretty garbage, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those apologies you know, that's not a real apology. It, it's like a negative apology. It's like, I'm yeah. sorry you were offended by my lying to your face. If, yeah. it, it, apparently, some people thought I lied to them. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm taking responsibility and I'm sorry to the people. Like, it's like, not only that, it's like, uh, apparently, some people thought I lied to them. I'm sorry if they think that I lied yeah, to exactly. them. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like the worst, the worst. It's just like, Everybody just, knows that's not an apology. That's like that's like you you oh that's like the classic thing that you know whoever your partner is, uh, you know I share an opinion that is polarizing. Oh, he did say I misled some people about my status. That's good. He also misled people about taking medicine that will you know make them blind or kill them, and yeah. is it designed for horses? So yeah. that's uh that's and that's kind of a problem. I want to also I want to say, uh yeah into into a microphone that. I I don't feel clear the air. I don't think Aaron Rodgers owes me, me, Zach Rapport, host of this stupid show, anything. But I do think, at the very least, he owes a real apology to the real people in that media room who, by the way, have to be vaccinated and masked as part of their, in order to like be able to be allowed in the room. That's Those are boxes they have to check. But those are real people who don't make very much money, probably, mind you, um, with real families and real, you know, immune systems of varying levels of quality. And he told them he was vaccinated. I mean, he lied to them. He strongly implied he was vaccinated. He strongly, he strongly implied. And then, and this is a thing that I, I got on uh, Adam Schefter about a couple months ago, so only fair to also get on Aaron Rodgers about it. He then allowed for weeks and months the conception to just build and be out there and permeate that that's the way it was when that is not the way that it is. And again, I don't want to meander too much. My point is these are real people in in that room with him standing six feet away. He's unmasked. He's talking for a half hour. It's just, it makes me (laughs) makes me so mad and the least the least he can do is have something resembling a real apology just to those specific people and i'd be like two percent less mad i don't know five percent less mad i just i don't know i don't know yushka's wandering on camera yushka's mad alex you're smirking give me an opinion here <laughs> well i mean I, I guess if we're just gonna go off of today's news uh i think the you know, the apology was, it wasn't an apology. I mean, he yeah. just like said that he's sorry that people feel like they could have been misled by his purposefully misleading words. Yeah. Um, and he even admitted in the original interview before he started spewing all this incredible bullshit um, that, uh, you know, he, he's a, he, he's a very intentional speaker um, in addition to a critical thinker in case you were wondering, um and, researcher. and that if anyone would have followed up with him he would have been willing to tell the truth but i i don't even know if that's true because like you shouldn't need to follow up if then the press goes on and says that you're vaccinated and you're operating as if you are vaccinated like you can cut that off at the pass i'm just supremely disappointed like fed up with him i feel like you know like we we all as fans of the team and viewers and you know 
frankly, like fans of who he was as a person have a relationship with him. It's not a real one. We don't actually know him, but like that, that it sucks today that that relationship is completely ruined because he's actually kind of the, you know, D bag that people thought he was. And he can't, you know, and especially today, like, I just think with Aaron Rodgers, he's always trying to have it both ways. And yeah. you don't get to do that. Yeah. Like, you don't get to be the guy who says he's, you know, stands for, it's my body, my choice. I didn't want to do this for medical reasons, but also not be willing to come out and say that you're not vaccinated. Right. Like, at least Alan Lazard, or at least Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, me, bleeping Cousins, is willing to say that. Like, you can't have that both ways. Just like you don't get to be the guy who then goes on and tells us about all this ridiculous fake research that you did and calling doctors stooges and and you know on the rules that the nfl has in place and then come out today and be like look guys i'm not i'm not a role model i'm just a football player and i'm so excited to get back to playing football like you man you've never been that yeah literally you've always been someone with something to say and you finally got called out on your bullshit so and now you're gonna be like well why are you listening to me like you don't get to have it both ways man like that that sucks Sorry, a lot of beeps there. It's okay. But. I'm writing them all down. <laughs> For me personally, like, I, and I feel like we should talk about this. I mean, like, I'm done with him for all intents and purposes. Like, I would, I would prefer that he were not the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers at this point. I would rather, I mean, both from a public health perspective, I think he's genuinely harmful uh, to, to the well-being of people. I, you know, I, there's a New York Times story, I think it came out yesterday. Yeah. About, about how Wisconsin, you know, lags in vaccination rate compared to other states in the national average and and how Rogers is basically not helping and actively yeah. harming uh, at this point. I mean, I think it really can't be overstated how medically damaging it is. Like it's, it's just, it's a complete abdication of any sort of duty as a public figure. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, you know, he has made himself a public figure. He wanted to host Jeopardy. Like he's not exactly a wallflower. You know, you can't watch anything on TV without hearing him talk about what the rate he gets on his car insurance. Um, you know, he's very much a public figure and now he's a very toxic public figure. And, and he can say that that's a personal choice, but it's, it's like, you know, just like Brett Favre could have been elected governor of Wisconsin in 1998. You know, Aaron Rodgers could probably be like could have been probably. I mean, now he'd have a tough race probably. But, um, <laughs> you know, I guess I guess it goes back to this point too. It's like he's not Henry Ruggs the third. You know, this isn't Las Vegas, and like the team hasn't been there a year. Like Packers are public figures in the state of Wisconsin. Like they are the public figures. They're the one group of people that everybody can roughly agree on most of the time. Um, and to have them, you know be toxically out of line, putting people at risk, um, undermining confidence in public health. Uh, like to me, that's, that's like, there's no amount of being good on the football field that outweighs that damage. And the fact that I would have to consider that, like, I'd have to be like, do I want Aaron Rodgers doing a, a, a week of press conferences before the Super Bowl and talking about horse medicine? And the answer is no, I would rather the Packers be nowhere near the Super Bowl if that's the outcome. And so that's the really frustrating part about this is like, I tweeted this out and I mean it, is I would rather the Packers lose every game this season than give Aaron Rodgers a platform to get people killed. 
Yeah, and I th- I think some people might like feel like we're overreacting, but I think like the you know I I I think people are underestimating like the power that someone like Aaron Rodgers has, and I think you put this well, Ben, of like when you're spreading misinformation like that. There's plenty of people who are looking for a reason to like you know kind of yeah I guess enhance their stance of not wanting to be vaccinated. Let's say yeah, and Aaron Rodgers can be that reason for a lot of people, you know. Um, which is dangerous. And like, you know, he, he said he didn't really, he said he was immunized and didn't want to go any deeper than that because he didn't want to be the face of a movement. But like, is everything he said after the opening statement on last week's Pat McAfee show, like, are those the words of someone who doesn't want to be the face of something? Because why are you going out of your way to basically imply that we're not critical thinkers because we want to get vaccinated? Or that there's other things we should all be doing with our health that would actually put us in a position like, you know, I mean, maybe this is just me being and I know we're going to get snowflake comments or whatever. But like even when he was implying about like people, he started talking about people eating real food and like that, like just the level of arrogance in so many like almost every word that came out of his mouth as if like that's not a whole other can of worms, like the type of like the quality of that people have access to in this cut. Like, I don't have a team of 10 doctors, even though if I did, they'd probably real doctors and not Joe Rogan. Yeah. You know, Uh, like, so I I don't understand like why you're basically like, ah, man, every he's a walking contradiction. He didn't want to like. He started off saying the woke mob was going to come for him and then said he was surprised that the woke mob came for him. Yeah. Like everything he said, he walked back at some point and like everything he said contradicts like something else that he said. It's just I just feel like I was, he was just exposed as a major fraud, which sucks, man. Like I'm really I'm sad about that. But to your in general, Ben, with your feelings, like what's more fun now, like watching the Packers like ha- feeling this way about someone knowing he's also going to be very good and they're going to win a lot of games or like, you know, kind of the feeling we all had on, on Sunday afternoon of having a guy that you genuinely want to root for and you want him to succeed almost in spite of Aaron Rodgers. Like I would love to ride out the rest of the season with Jordan yeah. Love. It's not going to happen. They're not even willing to play another game without Aaron Rodgers, yeah. which sucks. Cause that all is also just like the, cold hard reality of the NFL is that this guy's a three-time MVP and he could be saying all of this stuff and it doesn't matter because he's so good and like it's all it's like almost an abuse of power to a degree but I, if, if you're Gutekunst at this point right like I mean don't you hope that he flames out I mean you want to be able to move on from him at the end of this season I would think like there's no way anybody wants to and, and it makes me wonder too it's like how much of this was how much of the offseason stuff was the Packers being like this is going to blow up at some point <laughs> you know how much of this was like maybe they wanted him to get vaccinated before they gave him restructured his contract like it's hard to know how much of like the 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 bullshit behind the scenes you know complicated fella is an understatement and if i were running you know a multi-billion dollar organization and and was pinning the future of that organization on somebody as um let's say unreliable is Aaron Rodgers at, at this particular juncture, I would have a lot of dot, doubts and second thoughts and, you know, would want to be able to insulate the future of that organization beyond a quack for lack of a better word. Yep. Yep. Like I think the worst, the worst case outcome is Rodgers comes back and they win the Super Bowl. <laughs> like that's the worst case outcome for a bunch of reasons. Like, 
it makes the transition harder. It, you know, probably blows up the salary cap structure for next season yeah. all over again. Um, you know, and and I, I'm and what I said. I mean, is like I really don't think Rogers should have any platform to talk to anyone at the moment. <laughs> and you know, the worst part about all this is he's going to go down as some like free speech martyr. Um, you know, John Carlos, he's not, and and I don't think. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's embarrassing and it's disappointing. Yeah. Embarrassing and disappointing is right. I mean, we haven't even talked about the quoting MLK. (laughs) Oh my God. I'm not (laughs) even going to touch that. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah. Misquoting MLK, mind you. Yeah. Yeah. While the, uh, while the, the, the first, the original Pat McAfee, um, interview was was happening and it was being live tweeted and the and the world was exploding and it was like elmo in front of flames dot gif um i i texted the group alex i texted you i think specifically and said well that about seals it the packers are going to win the super bowl and i'm not going to be able to feel good about it yeah yeah because that's just like what like football is not meant to make you feel good about anything (laughs) there always has to be that's the quote of the episode right there Football again, you know, representing the worst of Some American of worst. society. Yeah, <laughs> like never, never finding a way, always finding a way to be kind of the lowest common denominator. I want to dig into this a little bit because um, something that and we've touched on a little bit, but something that I've always liked about Rogers over the years is just this idea of getting to root for a guy that you could like get behind in in some ways and that Mm -hmm. i'm realizing now that that's really a a a privilege and that most people don't get to do that i think i think most fan or a lot of fans enough a significant number of fans have to tune in every sunday and probably watch and root for a couple people that they don't like or agree with. And they just have to sort of detach a little bit to enjoy rooting for their team. And I feel like that's now where we are and sucks, man. It sucks. It just literally sucks. It sucks the joy out of the whole experience. I I think what's going to be misrepresented and probably in our own comments and feedback is like that this is like a, a, a red versus blue thing or like a Trump thing it's like he could say he could be a trumpy like i don't i would be surprised i guess i mean i wouldn't be surprised at this point but i would have been surprised a couple years ago given his kind of public statements and the way that he kind of represented himself but like i'm never shocked when a public when a when a professional athlete is like you know a trumper or whatever like i don't i don't really look to my professional athletes for politics um but the thing is and i think this is where it gets totally f-ed, uh for lack of a better word is this like this is a hundred percent not politics this is like really straightforward i mean anyway I, like everything's political fine but like this is not politics. Like a hundred percent of people should be vaccinated. It's not a political decision to, or to not get vaccinated and to frame it as one. And the, you know, this kind of disastrous handling of the pandemic that has turned vaccination into a political issue is part of the problem. And, you know, fuels, I think 
Roger's ability to throw these idiotic terms around like woke cancel culture. It's just like, shut up. Yeah. Like, just that's, get just... the shot, you selfish prick. Yeah. Like nobody cares enough to cancel you. Like, except yeah. your family. Um <laughs> like buzzing. Like, like nobody cares Jeez. about anything you have to say about anything at this point. But like just get vaccinated. Like yeah. Say whatever you want beyond that, but like, do not get people killed through your selfishness. Yeah. And anyway, I guess I guess it's probably clear how frustrated we are at this point, talking in circles. But yeah, tip tip your therapist. <laughs> Seriously, well, he he lost all benefit of the doubt for us to like believe him on anything because like exactly right. Yeah, that too. Co- I mean, the come, coming out of that, like, and, and even in the New York Times piece that I read this morning, like. They're already quoting some people who said there's reasonable doubt to believe that he does have an allergy to either one of those. And it oh, there's a hundred percent reasonable doubt. I mean, oh yeah, that's I mean, like I almost pull- medically impossible. And and yeah. the fact that he is furthering, I mean, that's the thing is like the, the 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 pure science of everything he said is so wrong that you know it's like it's like a it's like a it's like me when I was five and I went to my friend's house and I didn't want to eat what they were having for dinner and I made up I'm like I'm allergic to tomatoes like right right yeah like it's 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 the medical equivalent of that and 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 it it legitimizes such a line of bullshit that you know it's like well if you really cared about your body like the vegan you know demigod Aaron Rodgers wouldn't get the vaccine like shut the f- Oh, dude. Ben, yeah. did you just did you lie after all these years? Did you lie to the media that you are allergic to tomatoes? Is that I, not true? I, didn't, I, I said I was immunized against tomatoes, but I did not <laughs> say that I was allergic to them. Oh man, yeah. It seems like he went there with like a checklist of things to try to protect himself. The whole thing about being a father, too. I mean, it's just all this. Oh my god, yeah. Laughable like, than the next thing. Um, which <laughs> greatest hits of anti-vax bull? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent was. Um, I think you texted he filled up the whole bingo sheet, which he absolutely <laughs> did. So, um, yeah, I mean, I found it interesting today that he, um, I guess one of the things, and this is for, again, people way smarter than me. And one of the things that I I just thought was kind of interesting today was when he kept referring to this pandemic and, and how love was going to get us through it. Not Jordan, but actual love, <laughs> um, which is so funny that to that, have that be like your tagline that love will bring us through this pandemic um, is referring to it as a matter of like, I guess where I struggle as a human being to draw the line is like the difference between a personal health decision and a public health crisis. It's like, I wouldn't necessarily like I made the decision just as much for like, just feeling like I was doing the right thing for other people than I did for myself. And I guess I could not, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily have, I mean, I would still be like a, my, my opinion would change of Aaron Rodgers if he really just stuck by the, you know, it was a personal health decision for myself and left it there. Cause there are other people who I don't really have this anger towards that do that. I yeah. mean, Alan Lazard being one of them, like I celebrated his touchdown on Sunday, but what, like what, how to, to go on and on with like the lecture, like make, like trying to influence other people's personal health choice. If you're trying to make this a personal thing, yeah. um, that's an individual, you know, decision for everybody is, is yeah, just wrong. It's dangerous. Well, it's, well, it's and the other thing stupid. about that on the, on the selfishness point is like, you know, I think it was Aaron Jones was asked about, about 
how he felt about Roger's vaccination status or something. And he said, like, I'm not going to touch that. That's like a HIPAA thing, which A, totally incorrect, but B, yeah. <laughs> um, the flip side of that is Aaron Rodgers has no idea who in the Packers organization is immunocompromised and, and would yeah. literally die, Yeah, you know, is in position to have a much worse outcome if they get COVID than he is. He and his 38-year-old vegan demigod body you know, like he's he's the incredibly low risk factor for getting COVID, but he has no idea who else in the organization, who else in the media room, who else anywhere is at risk by his decisions. And that is like, you know, like that, you know, that is HIPAA to a certain, I mean, not that somebody can't tell you or comment on somebody else's like health status, but like, you know, he has no idea who's immunocompromised and has you know, legitimate reasons to need to protect themselves from COVID-19 and maybe can't even get the vaccine. Um, you know, there are people who can't get the vaccine. He is not one of them. Um, and it's like, again, it just goes back to that, like, amazing level of selfishness. Um, anyway, we've probably said enough at this point, but. Yeah, I want to say one more thing and then we'll, and then we'll go to break and then we'll talk actual football. But um, cause right as this news was breaking and we're all, I was, I was at least tweeting some reactions in real time. I had someone reply to me and say like, what, you don't believe in forgiveness when I think I said something like I'm, I'm pretty much done with Aaron Rodgers," And I said, well, you don't believe in forgiveness. And it's just forgiveness is different than trust, right? We've all had friends in our lives. I'm 37, lived a decent amount of time. You have friends and you trust them and something happens where they violate your trust. They lie to you or they go behind your back or they, you know, whatever the case may be, they violate your trust. Can you forgive them? Yes. Do you have reason then to not really <laughs> trust them in the same way ever again? Also, yes. And that's kind of like, you know, that's, I don't know. That's kind of how I feel at, at this point. I just have, I don't have a reason. I, I rather, I do have a reason to be wary and distrustful of anything he says now, anything he says. And that is a disappointing uh, position to be in. Yeah. Well, also it's, it's easy to forgive mistakes, but uh, Rogers is, you know, from everything we've known about him for pretty much what the 17 years or whatever that he's been around is super calculated. So like it wasn't a mistake that yep. he said immunized Yep. Nope. Um, and did not ever follow up on that. It, you know, nothing that he said on the McAfee show was like a, you know, off the cuff remark that maybe he would want to take back. He wrote f notes. Yeah. He was flipping through notes and notes like doing this because he wanted to get all that off like of, you know, and put it out there like it was a mistake, but like it was one that a lot of thought went into. Um, So it makes it harder for me to, I don't know, conjure up some forgiveness yep. when it when it's as calculated and well thought or, you know, not not well thought out, but, you know, as thought out as it was. There's two other the, the, one. This is just coming through on Twitter is is. The NFL's review of the Packers' COVID-19 protocols is done. The Packers have been fined $300,000 for violations of the NFL. 
and NFLPA protocols, Aaron Rodgers and Lazard were each fined $14,650. Glad that he can, you know, take that drop in the bucket hit. I'm sure he learned a valuable lesson. Um, but, you know, the other thing about forgiveness is like, there's no forgiveness without contrition. Like Rogers has yeah. shown no, no contrition, no, no contrition. indication that he's learned anything or understands even why people are mad. Like, what am I supposed to forgive in that? Right. Yeah. I think honestly, that's, that's a good point. That's a good uh, point to, to leave the discussion unless anyone has anything else that they really want to say on the matter. But my only note that I wrote uh, leading up to this was in all caps show some contrition and we, we didn't get it, Alex. Um, yeah, no, I was, I was just gonna, you know, that discussion I feel like is done. We could do this all day, but, um, Lazard is fine. I'm presuming for what the Halloween party. Like, why is he? I'm not sure uh, what he's uh, on the matter of the breaking news. I, I, I'm just curious. It might have something course, to do with um, mask masklessness in certain parts of the facility, or um, something like that. Because um, I saw today, as we record this on on Tuesday evening, um, something about the Packers needing to to button up their mask policy inside the facility, as Matt Lafleur last week trying to draw the line between football spaces and non-football spaces all within one building that <laughs> is a, a, a shared box of air for everyone. Um, yeah. Uh, poor LaFleur. Yeah. Poor LaFleur, poor Jordan Love. And that is a, is a good point to take a break. Um, here, here are a few ads. We'll be back and we will talk actual football. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, guys, uh, we are back and ready to dive in on this Backwards podcast to Note Nugs. Baby, no uh, no smooth way to transition there. 13-7, to 7, the final score, Kansas City holding off the Packers as Jordan Love's girlfriend and mom look on from literally the last row possible in the stadium. Um, hashtag Note Nugs, tweet at us on Twitter at the Unpack Pod after every game with your notable nuggets. Um and I will go I will go first. Um my note nug is that 
after Matt LaFleur delivered maybe his best coaching performance ever against the Arizona Cardinals, he then delivered, unfortunately, what might be his worst coaching performance ever, in my opinion, against Kansas City with Jordan Love making his his first start. Because it wasn't until the fourth quarter, really, that Matt LaFleur was able to find, I guess, the adjustments that allowed Love to move the ball. Um, and I don't want to give Love a total pass, uh, pun not intended, for the way that he played, but Kansas City was was dead set on sending the house every other play and just terrorizing Love um, while he did like a bunch of seven-step drops <laughs> waiting for these long developing plays to take shape. It was just a bad plan, point blank. It was a bad plan, and that sucks. It might have been the plan for Aaron Rodgers, and it just wasn't really uh, transitioned enough um, to love, not necessarily differing skill sets between the two quarterbacks, but just knowing that he's a rookie and they're just going to send the house because that's what you do to a rookie until he proves that you that that he can beat that. Um, you know, the Packers are in the race for the one seed, and this was a winnable game. Someone else can talk about special teams if they want, um, but I'll just say it was a winnable game and just a real blown opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I... I... I'm hard pressed to really come down on the floor just based on the timing of the Rogers stuff, yeah. which is another thing. Yeah. I'm both mad at him and I feel bad for, yeah. I mean, I guess you can't apologize for getting COVID although, um, but like a position Rogers put his team in, uh, by contracting it or whatever, you know, maybe he didn't put them in there. I obviously didn't do so willfully, but that position is a one to be in. And, um, yeah, I don't think they had time to make a game plan for Jordan Love, which is maybe a good lesson, you know, because uh, you're one play away from having to go to him at any point, even when Rodgers is healthy. So um, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm like really going easy on the floor now, but it was frustrating that it felt like it took forever for them to just adjust to a pretty predictable Kansas city defensive approach. Yeah. And I want to go on the record as, as, uh, correcting myself. I missed, um, a bunch of the, the first half. And when I checked in, um, and finally was able to sit down, I, I had tweeted out that my, my observation so far was that Jordan love seemed nervous and, um, but also that the offensive line was playing bad. I want to correct the record and say, and cause I watched it back. Jordan Love was definitely not nervous. The one thing you can say about him is that he is poised. Um, the moment does not look too big for him, uh, in my opinion. And a lot of the throws that, that originally I thought he looked nervous. It was just cause he had like three guys in his face on every play. Yeah. A lot of unblocked pass rushers. As Which a, would have been terrible for any quarterback to deal with. Yeah, I'll just jump in quickly with mine, and it is special teams related, but it's not going to be about special teams because what can you really say about that performance as a whole? But um, special teams related in the sense that I also feel like um, this was a really, you know, making your first career start on the road as a, a you know, second-year quarterback who's essentially played no meaningful football. Um it's a bad time to have the opposing team's punter just continually pin you inside of the 10 yard line. Like yeah, Aaron Rodgers is one thing. I, I don't know that there's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL that would have been able 
to deal um, or, you know, do well with, I think, three of your 10 offensive series starting inside of your own 10, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's, I heard them talking about it on the repack as well. Maybe it's a 20, but I think there was three of the 10 series they had. Um, 30% of your drive starting deep inside your own territory against a blitz-heavy team. Um, you know, there's far more experienced quarterbacks than Love that would not have fared well on that day. And all in all, um, the Chiefs had better field position and an MVP quarterback, and they're, you know, they they did arguably less, you know, yeah. than the Packers did. Um, so. Although I, I think on, on the note of the starting pin back in their own end zone, um, those were also the drives where love looked the best. I think at least to start, I've been on, 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 I think at least two or three of them, they ended up, you know, picking up a big chunk yep. of yardage right off the bat yep. from a quick kind of well-designed screenplay. And like, goes back to that notion that like those were kind of the plays that should be you know plays that were designed to be operated in a small space in a quick period of time were the plays that worked um and so i think i think it, it's also kind of it combines both your nugs into a super nug <laughs> love a super nug uh yeah i mean I, I guess i guess i mean i don't know a special team speaks for itself unfortunately um so I, I think I'll just say, I mean, I thought it was a really good showing for the defense. Um, you know, it, it might have honestly been their best showing so far this year. And it's a real shame that it was wasted on on an effort that failed so miserably in the other two phases of the ball. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think this this team is legit on, on the defensive side of the ball, uh, especially when you consider that they're playing down, you know, I guess by the end of this game, three of their top, you know, they're probably their top three players by at least by cap space and probably by skill. Um, so, I mean, the fact that, you know, I think I especially owe Joe Barry a huge apology because uh, I think it wasn't it wasn't that long ago that I was saying fire Joe. Yeah. Barry. I mean, I. I don't. I, this might be their best defensive game in years, let alone just like of this season. I mean, I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but considering the opponent, even though the Chiefs haven't looked like their, you know, Super Bowl era selves. Um, yeah, I mean, aside from the opening drive, I mean, like their three and outs were quicker than ours, man. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. Like as think about that. Like as bad as you might, some people may have think Jordan Love was playing. Patrick Mahomes was going through worse on the other side of the ball. You know, that's mind blowing. And with a defense that's missing one of the best corners in football, um, where Kevin King's trotting back out there, as passive as ever. Um, <laughs> just like, dude, do something aggressive. <laughs> like you play football. Um, but I also just wanted to say too, like with, with Jordan love, cause I feel like, you know, that there's Rogers and then there's love. And those are the two things that matter right now. Yep. Um, I, there's he didn't look great but there's something to be said about like not turning the ball over in that situation and maybe this goes with the poise a little I know he threw an interception but that was also when they were in like screw it mode and that was a gotta make a play play yeah which I'm fine with like that happens those, those are the interceptions by the way that 
many people had wished that Aaron Rodgers would throw during his career. Yeah. So uh, enjoy it because that's what happens. A <laughs> that's turnover, what, that's what it turnover. looks like, folks. That's what a interception looks like. Um, so, yeah. So, um, you know, it could have been a lot worse. And I know that that's like a really bad way to, I guess, boost a guy up. But um, there are going to be much more favorable conditions for him. And I kind of wish he was playing this coming week and it sounds like he's not because I think that this would be an opportunity for a little bit of a get right game and a game that instills confidence in himself and the fan base yeah. um, to beat Seattle, even with Russell Wilson, who's made a miraculous comeback from his finger injury. I, I legitimately don't understand what, you know, the, the, the big chunks of Packers Twitter that I don't know if they're trying to, confirm their biases from draft day where they're like, what the hell are they doing drafting him or what? But like, it seemed like people were so quick to shovel, shovel dirt on the casket of a guy who in all honesty was, you know, I would, I would not think that he is a, a far below league average quarterback. If I'd watch like veteran quarterback, if I'd watch that game and there's a lot, there's a lot of, um, you know, there was a fair amount to like, you know, be like, ugh, um, especially with accuracy. But like, for guys first game in the NFL, no biggie. I, I would, I, I didn't see anything, especially considering how like, people keep being like, oh, well, he's been on the bench for two years. Like, it's like, yeah, two years of like the stupidest, Meanwhile, weirdest seasons of no preseason and like very little actual practice structure in a normal way. Like, I got into a Twitter exchange, I don't know, like two months ago or something with, with someone who I was, I was talking about, um, how love had basically never practiced with, like, he's not throwing to Devonte Adams. And, and someone was like, someone got at me. They're like, yeah, that's what practice is for. And I actually went back and I asked justice. Cause I was like, what is the structure of practice? Like, does the number two quarterback ever get to throw to the top receiver ever? And justice said, more than likely not the way that they cycle the units in and they've got a limited amount of time, a limited amount of reps. I am willing at this point on the podcast to put money down until either Jordan Love or Devonte Adams says differently that he's never thrown him a pass ever. And then going into this week, Devonte Adams was was on the COVID list and, and and came in late. So yes, all the offensive weapons are back. How many of them had he ever worked with ever? You know, I mean like, yeah, he gets the system. He's been around for a while, but I just don't, it's just a tough ask. I don't know. May, am I being too soft on love? I feel like it's just a crappy position. No, no, no. And I, I, I actually want to piggyback on that on the, on the other side, which is that I, I, one of the things that, disappointed me a little during the game and you know maybe i'm way off on this you know i'm only taking in what i can see on tv but i was really disappointed at points with Devonte's body language when there was like a missed throw or something like i just wanted to be like dude just pick your head up like run back to the huddle say like you know you got this like just like like you're the leader now like you're like you can't be acting like, oh, Aaron would have made that throw, which is what his body language was saying at like several points in the game. And I just wanted to be like, it's your, like, you need to instill confidence in him. Um, and when you're like dropping your head like a jackass, you know, because he didn't hit you on the route <laughs> because he was about to get like shellacked by Frank Clark. Yeah. 
it doesn't help anybody. Like, like and and that and, and anyway, I mean, again, this is totally like watching on TV and 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 imputing my own meaning on these things. But like, there were moments in that game where Devonte's body language just made me be like, dude, like, support the new guy. Don't like make him feel like he's missing easy throws or whatever it is. He, like many of us, has been spoiled for a really long time. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Yes, very much so, and also like. The other thing is, like, how many Packers, like, for Packers fans who were like, oh my God, cut Jordan Love, yada, yada, yada. It's like, do you guys remember Devontae's first two seasons? Yeah. Like, yeah. Not a, not a, not a shining light of like future, future hope. Yeah. Remember when Janice was better than him? Oh, man. Jeff Janice is always better than everyone. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I agree. I thought that 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 was a little, uh, Poor, and there was even an exchange and they may have been talking to each other and it had nothing to do with Jordan Love but like as they were cutting a break with Cobb and Adams both kind of looking bewildered like oh no <laughs> like what are we supposed to do when we don't have um, you know pinpoint accuracy and Hall of Fame level play um, but yeah I agree I thought that that was an opportunity for leadership that left a bit to uh, to be desired um, just yeah Sorry, I don't know why I, my mind went there immediately. I was just thinking about the receiving core, and I was like, we should check Twitter to see if Odell Beckham Jr. is a Packer before we <laughs> think of playing any polka. Yeah, I've been watching um, the, uh, the the breaking news channel on the APC. Well, this Slack. kind of bodes well, right? Because if if we are the show that always gets just, you know, undercut by something breaking, the only thing left to break is Odell Beckham joining the Packers, yeah. right? I don't really know what else it would be as, at this point. As we're both just holding our phones up to the camera furiously. Re- Which, uh, by the way, I mean, Twitter. should we just do a quick round robin? Like, yes. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On Odell? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Team Chaos. Yeah. Here I mean, we look, come. I'm, yeah, Team Chaos forever. 100%. Also, yeah. and I was All chatting with, uh, with Justice Mosqueda about this, but um, let's just put, and Justice said this, but just put Amari Rogers on IR, let him redshirt basically for this year so he can get over his yips and then get Odell in there and, uh, I don't know, field punts. Yeah. Who cares? Justice said the fake injury, someone drop a dumbbell on his foot. Um, <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> there are ways, people who are like, well, who are they going to cut? Believe me, there are ways. Um, and it's about time, I would say, to just make this thing happen. I uh, I don't think there's any. I'm looking at our our listener supplied note nugs, and I feel like we basically hit all of these, um, all these points already, except for the flurry of people who are wondering if Mo Drayton made the the flight home. I don't know what we can say about special teams other than this is what other fan bases have to endure every year <laughs> not being able to trust just like simple field goal unit plays it's really frustrating <laughs> i don't feel like other teams have to suffer that in the same way i feel like this is a part of football that for whatever reason the packers have been exceptionally bad at for an exceptionally long time i don't know if their field goal blocking has been this bad to the point no, where it's that, like every time that. the unit takes the field i'm like wow there's like a very substantial chance that this is blocked. That feels new and weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right, guys, let's hit the poker. <laughs> That's Ben calling it because he's got to go. Um, so we're just gonna hit the poker. I don't know, guys. It's a weird. It's a weird week. Packers got the Seahawks coming up. Russell Wilson probably putting out a montage as we speak about getting back into the action. Has anyone ever made a bigger deal about missing a couple weeks of football than Russell flipping Wilson? Come on, man. Packers uh, are also minus three and a half, I believe, right now. Alex, do you think that's because they know Rodgers is, is coming back? Are they accounting for that? Will the line move further on Saturday when he's announced? Um. I think that's with Aaron Rodgers playing. Yeah. I have to imagine. Maybe like a couple, what, two points or something, two and a half points, like skewed in case until he's like officially active. But he's playing. (laughs) All right, guys. He's probably playing. And uh, we're going to have to watch him play football for our team. (laughs) Uh, That's it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's all they'll we got. They'll score. They'll win. I guess we'll be happy. Yeah. Weird territory and here. Yeah. All right, guys. We're going to let Ben get back to work at uh, 7.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. Go Pack Go. See you later. to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.